Good day, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Happy, happy, happy when Monday. It's Monday. Whoops. It's Monday. Hope you're doing well. Um, how are you? How are you guys all doing? It's uh, December now, December 5th. You can see um, uh, Mama Maggie was here this weekend. She helped clean up my set. She also shipped out all of the prize winners for me. Uh, so that was cool. Big, 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 big help. Shout out to Maggie. Shout out to my mom. Stop by her house this weekend. Play some light bulbs, some small little stuff. Shout out to the Packers. Victory Monday. Defeating two first place teams back to back weeks. Good stuff. Uh, her labor, Maggie's labor was in fact a write off. What'd you guys all get up to this weekend? Is that a 2600? Yes, it is. But a Lego one. It may not technically be the uh, 2600 models. The Atari VCS. It's like the original VCS, I think. I don't know if that was the 2600. Happy Victor Monday. Do you think NBC announcers are still crying about last night? Yeah, I think somewhere, uh, I think somewhere, um, Chris Collinsworth is, uh, still crying. Lost $5 on penny poker slots. Penny poker slots. Only losing $5 at any casino. Probably that's a W. That's probably a W. Gonna guess. Probably gonna probably gonna go ahead and guess that. Got some publica content to uh, create today. Lots of lots of work to do. Got to create short videos. Um, like it's it's insane. Gotta talk about Title Nine. Do y'all know what that is? Worst announcer, Collinsworth or Aikman? <sighs> They're both so bad. Um, I would say probably. Uh. I mean, Joe Buck is terrible, too. No, Tony Romo's a good announcer. He's actually pretty good. I'm trying to see... I used to have a... Let's check these scenes. Yeah. There we go. I have a Publica one. 
then where's this one? There's a Publica one, and then... I needed an Articles Publica one. Apparently, I don't have that. Let's talk about uh, the 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 Title IX thing. Um, I got a little you know a little publica video to to do. I think that that's uh, you know probably a good thing. Title IX is you know um, there to protect women in sports. Let's talk about that. How's everyone? Yeah, so how, how was your weekends? See, we're a little late. People are a little late. Shuffling into work today, I see. All right, it's time to talk about some spicy topics, some spicy issues. Sections of even this video will only appear on the publica.com's website. Title IX, um, it is there to essentially protect female athletes. And the woke Biden administration, the woke government, uh, has been trying to re rewrite it for some time. Um, you know, if we go back to last June, uh, which was the 50th anniversary of Title IX, 42 female athletes and advocates took to the stage to rally for, quote, our body, our sports. Led by Independent Women's Forum, the rally included at that time 17 other organizations, along with families and supporters from across the political spectrum for what was believed to be a monumental moment. Now, just one year later, as we approach the 51st anniversary of Title IX, which has come and gone at this point, a new landmark law that guarantees equal athletic opportunities for women, quote, our fight to save women's sports, uh, you know, has never been more vital. Um, politicians continue to scramble to try and allow um, biological men to compete against biological women in feats of strength. You want to allow a woman on the chess team? You know, you want to have a genderless chess team? I, I don't think anyone really cares about that. You want to have a genderless debate team? Nobody cares about that. But anybody not actively spreading the message laughs at the idea that the 700th ranked biological male athlete can just slide on over into the females category and be in the top five. And not only that, get to see naked girls all the time. Force themselves to uh, share locker rooms with them. And uh, sneak a peek. Get a little eye full of bush, if that's what they so please. And um, you're not allowed to call these people predators. But in my opinion, many of them are exactly that. 
you see them go into the YMCA, biological men. And then you have the YMCA, you know, the Young Man's Christian Association, says that the women there, the ones who feel uncomfortable when they're being leered at by a biological male, they are the creeps. They are the ones who are the bigots. Well, recently, this is, now tomorrow is a really big day for Riley Gaines because she's going to be testifying uh, in front of Congress on this issue. But back in June, Riley Gaines blasted the Biden administration's proposal to amend Title IX to include regulations on transgender issues in schools. Uh, and it's, it's insane. Senator Marsha Blackburn, a Republican from Texas, Tennessee, sorry, asked Gaines about what it meant to her to be able to participate in team sports and value playing sports the value that it has had on her life. The former Kentucky swimming star detailed the hard work that went into becoming a top swimmer in Division I athletics. Gaines then used part of her time to talk about the proposed Title IX revisions. Quote, The rewrite of Title IX is an abomination. It is equating sex to gender identity, which means that men would live in dorm rooms with women, Gaines said. Men would have full access to bathrooms, changing areas, locker rooms. Men could join sororities, which we're seeing already happening. I think it was in Montana. It was someplace out in the kind of the middle of America um, where the women, the female members of this sorority were claiming that this person was like pleasing themselves to their pictures and staring at them and leering at them. It's gross. Men can take academic and athletic scholarships now away from women in this new rewrite. It's sexual harassment if you misgender a trans-identified individual. It's sexual harassment if that if you're in a dorm room and you're a woman and you feel uncomfortable sharing this room and you complain and ask to be moved. You're the one that's guilty of harassment. Now, under this new proposed rule, no school or college that receives federal funding would be allowed to impose a one-size-fits-all policy it categorically bans transgender students from playing on sports teams consistent with their gender identity. Such policies, of course, would be considered considered a violation of Title IX, which is what, which is why you have parity in women's sports. It's my opinion, and later on in this video, I'll kind of have to shift over to a Publica.com part only because I've got some strong opinions that I'm going to share with people. You know. These people hate women. It's my opinion that they get off on taking a spot away from a woman. It's my opinion that these biological men um, get some level of pleasure uh, in humiliating women uh, at their own sports. Now, quote, let me read a quote. The United States Department of Education proposes to amend regulations implementing Title IX of the Education Amendment, which was back from 1972, to set a standard that would govern a recipient's adoption or application of sex-related criteria that would limit or deny students' eligibility to participate on a male or female athletic team consistent with their gender identity. The proposed regulation would clarify Title IX's application to such sex-related criteria and obligation of schools and other recipients of federal financial assistance from the department 
that adopter apply such criteria to do so with Title IX's non-discrimination mandate. In a press release, the administration said the proposed rule affirms that students benefit from the chance to join a school sports team to learn about teamwork, leadership, and physical fitness. Yeah, of course, everyone knows that. Everybody knows that. Sports are good. The proposed rule would establish that policies violate Title IX when they categorically ban trans students from participating on sports teams consistent with their gender identity just because of who they are. So essentially, what the Biden administration is doing is saying that the that biology no longer matters, that uh, you don't have to be a biological woman to participate on a biological women's sports team, and you are not, as a, as a university, allowed to bar biological men from competing against biological women. That's what's on the table. So Joe Biden, or obviously his handlers, right? That guy isn't making any real decisions. Joe Biden and his administration is now saying that if you're a federal university, you're certainly allowed to have Antifa rallies and all this kind of stuff, but you cannot ban biological men from sharing locker rooms with biological women. You cannot ban biological men from uh, leering at biological women in sororities. You cannot ban biological men from uh, taking away scholarship opportunities and sponsorship opportunities and team spot opportunities from biological women. That's what this new proposed law is. And Riley Gaines is testifying before Congress tomorrow on the importance of Title IX and its original intent. She writes, what the Biden administration is doing to Title IX can only be described as regressive and an abomination. Representative Lisa McLean, John McLean's fictional wife, just kidding, says that President Biden is trying to overturn years of Title IX success and let biological men compete against female athletes she writes, I'm so proud to welcome Riley Gaines who testify before the GOP oversight and show the world why we must protect women in sports. There are so many like just insanely obvious reasons why you don't have biological men competing against biological women. It's just not fair. And many people will say, well, life isn't fair, bro. Yes, that is true. Life is indeed not fair. But that is why these divisions are set up the way that they are. If biology did not factor into one's ability to swim faster, there would not be female divisions. I don't know how many times you know I have to say this. And the fact that you have people like Neil deGrasse Tyson out there saying, well, you know... I'm an astrophysicist, but I have to make sure I still get my TV deals and my money from these dark web companies, these dark companies that from China. So I can say, you know, gender is a spectrum. Maybe you should uh, do categories in wrestling based on hormones. Have everyone take a testosterone test every day and, and categorize them that way. Oh, I just, I, I'm going to take, um, I'm going to, I'm a, I'm a, and by the way, you know, before I move to the more spicy part of this, there's a reason you only see this go one way. There's a reason that you only see this go one way. 
You only see biological men forcing themselves on biological women. And I'm going to tell you why that is over on thepublica.com. Now, to me, this part of the video gets to get spicy. Now, it is my opinion, okay? I'm not saying this is the absolute fact, and I'm not saying that, you know, hashtag not all trans athletes, okay? I'm going to say that up front, okay? But I believe it is absolutely sick that these biological men uh, are taking spots away from women. That is something that almost everybody can accept. I don't think that this is a all trans people issue either. I don't. And I also believe that there are many trans people that agree that biological men should not be competing in feats of strength against biological women. I think actually most trans people agree with that. You know who don't agree with that? Who doesn't agree with that? Predators and sexual deviants. That's who I believe doesn't agree with that. Biological men that want to change, that want to get nude next to other nude women are sexual predators and deviants, in my opinion. They are not, they don't just want a fair shake. At the very minimum, at the very minimum, the biological men that force their way onto women's sports teams hate women. I think we can agree on that, right? They get their rocks off on punishing women, on taking spots away from them, at defeating them in their own. It is not about gender affirmation. You're allowed to affirm your, your identity in innumerable ways in this country. Innumerable ways you can, quote unquote, affirm your identity. Getting naked next to other women in a locker room and then getting into the swimming pool with them and defeating them in feats of strength is not gender affirming. It is, at minimum, insane misogyny. Insane levels of misogyny. What's more than likely is I think that these people that do this are, are sexual deviant. They're getting some sort of sexual gratification. There's some sort of creep weirdo that gets off on this. That is what I believe. I believe that in order to, to be a biological man and to stand up there and have women in tears changing in janitor closets because they don't want to be naked next to you in the locker room. I think if that, if, if you think that that's gender affirming, then I think you're a creep and a predator. I just, I, I don't think that most trans people even agree with this. I think that people just want to see how far they can push the ideology, how far they can push all this crap. That's what they want to do. These men want to humiliate women. They want to jerk off to them. They get off on it. 
the women that were in uh, that sorority were alleging that that this guy, this biological male, was touching himself to them. It's all just a a weird grift to be, you know, some kind of creepazoid. You used to have these these dudes that would like flash women and get off on that. This is just like another idea. This is just like another level to that. They get off on making women feel uncomfortable. That is there. They get a sexual gratification from that, in my opinion. And it's not even a trans issue. In my opinion, it's it's predators. And creeps. That get off on making women feel uncomfortable using the trans card to as a means to do so. It's about humiliation. In the same way that serial rapists that rape in the same way that rape is about humiliation. They are raping them in a different way, in a different way that is non-physical. But they get off on making these women feel uncomfortable, taking opportunities away from them. They don't need to compete in women's sports to have their gender affirmed. They could go to any Starbucks and do that. I don't personally think the people that do this are even quote-unquote trans. I think they're just creeps that are using transness as the loophole to be perverts and to humiliate women. Just my, just my opinion, though. Just, just, just my opinion. You know, I, I think that there have always been perverts, right? We know this. There have always been perverts, but now they're just using the trans card to be a pervert. So I don't even think that it's like necessarily quote unquote fair to make this a trans issue. I don't, I don't think, I don't think this is a trans issue at all. I think this is a, uh, uh, autogynephilia. This is a, uh, this is a sexual deviant issue. It's also a nice line to profit. You know, it's a really nice way. It's a really nice way to make a bunch of money. Jeremy, but I don't believe that the trans sports people who are winning those medals are pervy. They want to win. Hmm. Well, I think they are pervy. And here's why I think. I think we, we may be saying the same thing. I'm saying they do want to win, but they want to win for a different reason because winning humiliates those other women and they get off on that. They want to win, but they don't want to win for, for glory or medals. They want to win to humiliate women.
they go back and watch that tape and they're little in their in their dorm rooms with a bunch of anime plush and jerk off to it. Tactical Shot says, Jeremy, love the new background. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Keep fighting the good fight. Hey, thank you. Appreciate that, bud. Greatly. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice time for a, a change on the background. I'm, I'm really happy Maggie stopped by. Um, you know, she does a great job. Tiffanel says, uh, I think they're weak, cowardly men. Uh, that I agree with for sure. Who can't compete with men. I do not believe it's about humiliating women. I think you are totally wrong. Well, maybe I am. Just my opinion. I'm wrong all the time. <laughs> I freely admit that. I'm wrong all the time. And it's just my opinions. You know, an opinion is just that, you know? To me, there probably are, you know... There, there's probably all sorts of reasons, you know, maybe there are some that are just weak men and maybe there are some that are actual perverts and maybe we're both right. You know? <laughs> I like that reality where, I, where I'm never wrong and you're never wrong. Yeah, best of both worlds. Win first place every time. Get to shower with beautiful, well-built, real women. Yeah, you know, my... I'll say this. My line for this is always very, uh, very clear. You want to compete against women? Chop your dick off. Prove it. Get the gash. Get your axe wound. You want me to believe that you absolutely must compete against women? Cool. Chop your dick off. You chop your dick off, I'll let you in the pool. You know, I feel like that's uh that's a reasonable standard, right? Cut it off. Dylan Mulvaney, cut it off. I don't want to hear anything more from Dylan Mulvaney about being a woman until he chops his dick off. There can't be possibly be anything more gender affirming than that. Chop your dick off. Get that bonus hole. Get that front hole. That's it. Pretty easy. All right. So shout out to Riley Gaines uh, for that. She's made a fine career out of being an activist for women, which is what they needed, right? I've got some good news, but also that good news is kind of tempered. It's couched in like, uh, well, I should never have had to report this good news because it never should have happened in the first place. I talked about uh, maybe I feel like this is back in October, maybe two months ago or something like that, late October, October 23rd or 4th, uh, where a content creator, now I, t I titled the video YouTuber or something like that, but really it's a content creator uh, who happens to, uh, did work for Infowars, I believe, 
um, was sent to prison for opinions. Their, their, their opinions. Um, let's see one. Okay. Owen Schroyer, who uh, works for or worked for Infowars, I don't know if he still does or doesn't. I'm not actually that familiar with his work. What I am familiar with is the charges in which our corrupt government levied against him for daring to say words like 1776 or something like that. Um, they put him in jail. Just to give you a quick, this is back in September's. Infowars host, Owen Schroyer, gets two months in prison, federal prison. And yet another <laughs> case. Now, I talked about in a standalone video earlier today, and I'll talk about more on this stream about uh, the daily, the actor that appeared in the Daily Wire's Lady Ballers movie, um, Mr. Massaquai, having the FBI waiting for him at the airport after attending the Lady Ballers premiere, again, over misdemeanors. Two months in solitary confinement is basically where he spent it. Two months in solitary confinement. By the way, all the people that were charged with this, these are all, these are all surrogates for Trump. To, to a deranged justice system that uh, is being used by the Biden administration and has been used by politicians for many years to do their bidding. They can't put Trump in prison, so they put all these J6ers in prison. And I've always said, look, if you break the law, you know, if they had they had legitimate reasons to charge people at the at the Capitol at that day, you know, people who legitimately um, damaged property or you know put hands on people, I have no problem with charging them. You know, the, unfortunately, they don't charge the they say, for example, pro-Palestinian fiery but mostly peaceful people that were there just the other week damaging property, pouring red paint all over the walls and things of that nature. I don't think the FBI ruined any of their lives. But I want to remember, you know, remind people that J6 was years ago. And our FBI is still ruining lives over it. So this was back in September. Infowars host Oren Schroyer was sentenced on Tuesday to two months behind bars for joining the, quote, mobs riot at the Capitol, in which prosecutors claimed he helped create by spewing violent rhetoric and spreading baseless claims of fraud to hundreds of thousands of viewers. Let me translate that. American citizen Owen Schroyer used his First Amendment right to share opinions in which he held to be true, and we put him in federal penitentiary solitary confinement for two months. That is what they're really saying. Obviously, this is on PBS, which is a left leftist company and organization. Owen Schroyer broke no laws 
that I could see. He hosted a daily show called The War Room with Orrin Schroyer for the website operated by Alex Jones. Prosecutors said he used his online platform and later a megaphone. I'm not sure. I don't know the exact word, the exact words. I don't know the exact words in the First Amendment, but most of us kind of know, hey, it's free speech, right? I didn't know this, but maybe there is a parenthetical part, like a parenthesis at the end that says Americans have a First Amendment right unless they say those words extra loud. Because that's what they're saying. They're saying, well, he had a show on the Internet and and he used a megaphone. So that somehow negates his First Amendment right. That's that's the case they built against this creator. And again, key fact, Owen Schroyer at no point, at no point did he enter the Capitol. Two months in federal pound me in the rear prison in solitary confinement. And at no point did Owen Schroyer ever enter that building. The government itself admits that. At no point did Owen Schroyer enter the Capitol. Two months in federal prison. Why? Because Trump. I can't think of any other reason. This stuff was meant to send a message. This me- these convictions were meant to intimidate Trump supporters, intimidate Trump uh, voters, and to, and to say, look, we're not going to allow any of this unless you're a Democrat. You're allowed to occupy a Capitol building if you're pushing for Palestinian whatever. We know this to be true because it just happened. We saw um, another quote-unquote insurrection that I believe happened at a Tennessee governmental building this year. Another one happened in Madison, Wisconsin. But these were communists, socialists, leftists that were occupying these buildings So it was not called an insurrection. And we all make jokes about it, right? I know, I'm sure I quote tweeted it, saying, up, insurrection, ruin their lives, send the FBI to their homes. But for some reason, they only did this to people who were supporting Trump. Did you see the two individuals in Atlanta that burned down a Wendy's? They burned down a Wendy's. In the honor of old what's-his-name, they didn't even get one day in jail. Not one day. They got not one day in jail. Owen Schroyer used his internet platform to say words, and he got two months in solitary federal prison. Well, I have some good news. He has now been granted early release. And again, that is the that is the bittersweet part of this. He never should have been there in the first place. Jail journalist Owen Schroyer set to be released from prison on December 8th. He was sentenced to serve 60 days for charges stemming from his presence and comments made outside the Capitol 
He reported to prison on October 24th. He spent the majority of his time in solitary confinement. With Schroer's release date set for December 8th, he will have been in prison for 45 days. Over 30 of those spent in solitary confinement. Schroer was first placed in solitary upon his arrival at the prison for five days apart as the facility's COOF protocols. Days later, he was once again thrown in solitary confinement after he placed a call with a friend to post to his Twitter account thanking his supporters for sending him letters. The stint reportedly lasted 30 days. They put him in, pri- in solitary for 30 days for telling a friend to send a tweet. Now, court documents state that Shore has allegedly completed 30 of the 32 hours of community service required by the deferment prosecution agreement, which was reached back in January three years ago after he, quote, shouted in a loud manner in December 2019 at the House Judiciary Committee. I mean, you've got to be kidding me with this. I am extremely happy he's getting out a little bit early. It's really not that early since he's serving 45 out of 60 days, but I'm sure 15 days less than solitary in federal prison would be nice. Every minute you can get out of there early, probably a good thing. Probably, uh, probably feels like every minute it probably feels like a year. But this is a guy that is just an internet commentator and a journalist. But because he said, I believe I looked at some of the documents, like because he said the words 1776 or something like that. He goes to prison. People saying the guards probably got tired of carrying all his mail. Uh, is this early? Let's go. His first interview is going to break the internet. Yeah, I mean, and and I I just you know as as a citizen, it's hard to feel. It's hard not to feel powerless and hopeless, right? Like this dude did nothing. He didn't break any laws. The problem was he they ended up intimidating him into signing some sort of. Uh, plea deal, but you know, also let's not pretend he probably financially, it financially broke him defending himself in court. I'm sure. So they made sure he's broke, right? They made sure that he has no money. They put him in prison for two months for never stepping foot in the Capitol once. It was because he said he, he used his freedom of speech and he dared to do it loudly. That's why they're mad. Absolutely disgusting. I'm glad he's free. I wish him all the best and I'm happy. I'm happy that he's out early, um, regardless of how disgusting the entire scenario was. Hey guys, the White House is warning you now that the U.S. is out of money and we're almost out of time to avoid any kind of kneecap to Ukraine. The Biden administration on Monday sent Congress an urgent warning about the need to approve tens of billions of dollars in military and economic assistance to Ukraine. 
saying Kiev's war effort to defend itself from Russia's invasion may grind to a halt without more U.S. taxpayer dollars. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw this or saw my tweet, but it was like, I forget, Saturday or Sunday morning. I just, I kind of just throw on the local news in the morning when I'm hanging out with the puppy so I can kind of get stuff done. Um, And the the, the TV on, she doesn't think I left the room. She hears something now. They were still, it was on, it was Fox, local Fox, you know, because I don't pay for cable. And, uh, they were still slobbing the knob of Ukraine. And the guy's like, this U.S. government stooge was like, well, what a lot of Americans don't understand is that we actually don't send the $10 billion in aid to Ukraine directly. That stays right here in the United States. And I'm like, wait, what? So he makes the point, yeah, we use that to like produce more weapons for us, and then we give them these old weapons. I'm like, so you're still sending them. You wouldn't need to. Re- you wouldn't need to manufacture new weapons if you weren't giving Ukraine your old ones. You idiots. Like it was. It was the most infuriating thing I'd ever read. I'm sorry, ever heard. Luckily, a puppy was in my arms, and so it didn't make me all that mad. We're out of money and nearly out of time. She wrote. Biden has sought nearly 106, 106, 106 billion dollars of United States taxpayer money to send to Ukraine to defend their borders. 106 billion dollars to defend Ukrainian borders when we won't spend five dollars to defend our own. 106 billion U.S. tax dollars. Got to defend the Ukrainian borders. Absolutely infuriating. Let's get to this uh, Daily Wire story, too. By the way, um, just a quick reminder for everyone. Christmas is coming. It's coming hard. It's coming fast. Coffee brand coffee, we sell out of our gift boxes every year. We have two different pre-built ones, so you can just grab it and go. But we also have our wildly popular custom gift box creator. So even if the person that needs a gift doesn't drink coffee, you can build it with our you know, four real cacao cocos, 15 different organic teas, some of our premium snacks like chocolate-covered espresso beans, Saltwater taffy, peppermint bar, kettle corn, whatever you want. Chocolate sunflower seed sprinkles, absolutely ridiculous. All super delicious. Link in the description, coffeebrandcoffee.com. Promo code BESTGIFT will save you 10% too. Comes in a nice ready-to-gift box. I know you need a couple gift ideas for Christmas. So, Sayaka Masakwai, who stars in the Daily Wire's Lady Ballers movie, attended the Lady Ballers premiere in Nashville, Tennessee, and the FBI was waiting for him at the airport. Why? 
because of four misdemeanors stemming to January 6th. Four misdemeanors. Tactical shot. No, we don't. That is a good idea, though. By the way, they've raided this guy's house. They raided his home back in 2021. They have never charged him with anything. He was raided he was raided in 2021. And this guy attends he he was in he was he's an actor. He was in the Lady Ballers movie and the FBI was waiting for him and his pregnant wife at the airport when he got back and they arrested him and and he had to spend the night in jail for misdemeanors. Here's the footage, and this is why they never wanted the footage released from January 6th. Because here's the footage. Here's why I was raided two years ago and recently arrested and charged November 30th, 2023, three years later. I'm trying. The door is fucking Here he is right here. I'm try- I'm literally trying to move. It's like the bad turtle head. The convention needs to burn. Look how violent he is. Look how violent he is. See him doing all this stabbing and punching and kicking. That so the FBI had to go and wait at the airport three, four years later to arrest him in front of his pregnant wife, make him spend the night in prison or jail. Definitely not a political thing. Definitely had nothing to do with the definitely had nothing to do at all with um, the movie release and how this would get all sorts of press. Hey, baby, Ruby. I'm sure it had nothing to do with that, right? I'm sure it had absolutely nothing to do with the fact that the Daily Wire's Lady Ballers movie was premiering. They could have arrested him any time in the last three years. In fact, they raided his house in 2021. Definitely has nothing to do with a, making sure as many conservative eyes were on this arrest as possible. Totally not in any way, shape, or form politically motivated, right? The FBI was just doing their jobs, arresting a man, separating him from his pregnant wife for a misdemeanor four years later. I, I, you know, I absolutely believe there are good FBI agents, but the weaponization of the Department of Justice as it relates to Donald Trump and his supporters is treasonous. It's, 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 you know, it's absolutely atrocious. 
waiting for this guy at the at the airport so they could arrest him. You can even see this. Seth Dillon writes, if you've watched our Californians move into Texas series, then you're already familiar with Sayaka. Sayaka. Sayaka? You know he's funny and talented, uh, but he isn't just a talented actor. He's a friend of the Babylon Bee. He also happens to be a Trump supporter, and that's why he's being punished. And even Elon Musk says this has gone too far. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It has gone too far. It keeps going too far. As he was returning home from a trip to Nashville for the Daily Wire's latest premiere, the FBI was waiting to arrest him and charge him with crimes related to his presence at the Capitol on January 6th. I couldn't believe this when I heard it. This political persecution cannot be allowed to continue. Well, here's an inconvenient truth that I'm, I'm nervous about the answer. I'm nervous about the answer. You know, at this point, the, Jan the prosecution of January 6th people have become, has become an extremely important voting issue for me. And it's like, Trump better pardon these people because they're the ones suffering for him, right? I'm not saying he asked for that, but all of these people are suffering because they can't get Trump. So they're punishing all of his supporters. They're punishing anyone related to it. And he better, I mean... I don't think he's going to, to be honest with you. It makes me, it makes me sad. I don't think Trump has, has Trump said anything about, you know, these people, these supporters that are, he's left them all out to dry. Like this guy pardoned rappers when he was in the white house, he can pardon these people, you know, and that's like, you know, look, that's another one of those things where like, yeah, I like Trump as president, but like, that's a, I hope that he, that he, maybe he, I have missed it. Um, and I, I just hope that he, uh, I really hope that he takes it seriously. You know, I know he doesn't have the authority to do it right now, but he certainly could put out a tweet on truth social, right? He could put out a, a truth. He could put out a truth and say, Hey, when I'm reelected president, not only am I going to pardon all of these J six people that, you know, um, went to prison in my name. I'm going to, I'm going to get rid of every one of the prosecutors that did it. Every one of these FBI people that did it, you know, all this stuff. I don't think he's gonna, I hope he does. He has said he would pardon them. I mean, a guy killed himself over it, you know? All the nonviolent. And by the way, that, that's what I say, like, um, Mark H, you know, don't get your undies in a bundle. What did I say? I said, when he becomes president, he could absolutely tweet something out and support the January 6th people. Don't be one of those, like, overly emotional, sensitive Trump supporters. I voted for the guy twice. I'm going to vote for him for a third time. Don't be like that. It makes me not want to, you know. Don't get all spaz out about it. He could absolutely put out a truth, you know, saying it. Um, wait, Jeremy, you're a lying bastard over saying that out loud. It's not your wrong. You're stating an untruth. What are you talking about? I'm confused. 
Why are people all angry? What am I saying? That's not true. That Trump has said that he will pardon them. Okay, good. Then I hope as long as he does, then I'll be happy. Don't be so sensitive. I don't, I don't, you know, if you put out a truth randomly one way or another, you know, uh, good. Don't get so heated at me. I perhaps missed it. And by the way, he's going to have to do it. You know, he's going to have to, um, I'm sure he hasn't said too much about it because he doesn't want them to tie him in. Yeah. So this guy, I mean, this guy went to jail because, you know, because he's a Trump supporter and he's not Trump. That's what they want, you know. Some days I act like I hate my audience. What are you talking about? What did I say? I'm, I'm literally saying all I want, you know, I want to make sure that these J6 people are pardoned. I, I, I did, nobody disagrees with that, right? It was in his Tucker interview. Okay. So, you know, I, I'm hoping that, uh, yeah, I want the I want the FBI agents fired, charged. I I want all that stuff. Why are you know? I do. I I don't support any of this. So he's got to give some go. It looks like he's doing all right there. He's got fifty nine thousand dollars raised for his legal defense. You know, defending yourself in court is not cheap. You know, this guy is getting prosecuted because he supports Trump, and they can't actually get Trump. And that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping. I don't know if you saw this. Uh you know how you will own nothing and be happy? You, you guys know did you guys know remember how you know, how you'll own nothing and be happy? Um well we all seen we've all seen the kind of transition to digital content for um you know, the transition to digital content for uh, various reasons. Now, look, digital content is not uh, inherently an evil thing. Um, I enjoy like being able to stream content. I enjoy being able to open up like Amazon. <laughs> I own nothing now and it kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that... Uh, you know, I think that uh, there are a lot of advantages to digital content, tons of it, but that's not how it's being used. It's being used to, um, you know, essentially create a, situ a situation where you own, you own nothing. You only rent it. You know, I have this thing behind me, right? I have some Nintendo games up here. You probably can't see them because of the glare, but I have some Nintendo games, right? And I don't know how old they are technically. But, um, you know, they would be probably, what, freaking 40 years old, 30 years old? A lot of those games are 30 years old. I can pull out any Nintendo that still works, put the game in, and play it anytime I want. Right? Now, PlayStation has announced 
that they have removed 1,300 seasons of shows, even if you paid for it. So even if it's content that their customers paid for, it is being removed and they're not giving you your money back. This is the, this is the, you'll own nothing and be happy. Jeremy, what do you think about planned obsolescence? Well, that's been something that's been, you know, engineered into the, you know, the car industry and cell phone industry and basically everything. <coughs> they took away. So if you had spent thousands of dollars buying like season, all the seasons of how it's made or all the seasons of like the shark week or um, what's the, the other show, the um, Mythbusters, you know, I don't know generally i have a general idea how old my viewers are so i know like a lot of you probably remember you know like when i was younger i didn't we couldn't afford like hbo and showtime and all this crap right so i would get shows like dexter and carnival and deadwood and six feet under when their dvd series is were like on clearance at best buy on uh black friday right like you know, oh, that's how I saw. That's how I saw Dexter. That's how I saw most of these shows. Um, was because I would buy, you know, the DVD box sets or whatever. Well, there's a newer generation of that that would buy, you know, they buy these shows digitally. Imagine if some dude, some slimeball, showed up at your house. It was like, bruh, I'm gonna go ahead and need those physical discs back that you bought. You know how you bought the complete you know, Oz, what was that prison show, Oz? You know how you bought Oz? You know how you bought The Wire? Yeah, it's been seven years and the license expired on that, so we're gonna need that back. And we're not giving you your money back. It should be illegal, don't you think? It seems like something like that should be 100% illegal. And now they went and say, said, nope, we're taking it out of your library and we're not refunding you and you'll never get to access it again. And you can't download it locally. You'll own nothing and be happy. And by the way, <coughs> excuse me, by the way, oh, the dogs are playing by the way. Um, you know, agent, you said, read the license agreement for your digital crap before you buy it. Yeah, you're right. They all say that. All of those, anything you buy digital, you know, I remember, for example, when I was banned from Magic the Gathering, I had like $10,000 worth of Magic cards that I had purchased inside their, their software. And they, and they banned me and said, we're not giving you your money back for those cards either. And uh, the only way I got my money back was, is I filed a bunch of PayPal disputes and PayPal sided with me. So I got like a couple thousand dollars back. But anything you buy, any software, all this kind of stuff, you don't really own it. Yes, we all know that. But it, you would think at least if they're going to take it back, that they would, you would think legally, am I crazy? Like, don't you think legally they would have to refund your money if they're going to take their product back? You know? You would think that they should have to give you your money back. If they're going to steal their product back. 
<laughs> Pirate Bay is going to be working overtime. Yeah, I mean, hey, I understand why I 100% understand why people want to pirate stuff. And it's like, I wonder, is it technically illegal if you bought, let's say you bought a season of Deadwood or you bought a season of this, that, or the other thing, okay? You bought, you know, you bought a season of this, that, or the other thing, and they take it and PlayStation takes it away from you. And then you go and you buy and you go and pirate bay it. Do you think, is that, have you broken a law? I mean, you own it, right? And this isn't the first time, you know, this has happened with television shows too, but it's happened with video games. You know, this is just a few months ago, Friday the 13th, which was a wildly, wildly popular video game, a new release of Friday the 13th, like Friday the 13th, the game or something like that, whatever the case was. Um, not only could you not buy it, see, the thing is they took it off the shelves, which is, which is actually fine. I mean, you don't have to sell it in perpetuity. But buried in their announcement, it said, the time has come. Our license for Friday the 13th will expire on December 31st, 2023. I don't remember what game. Do you guys remember what, what year this game actually came out? I have a feeling this game came out in like, I don't know, like 2000 or something like that-ish, right? They... So they say, okay, our license is expiring um, and it will no longer be on sale both physically and digitally. So they sold physical copies of this game. Then they write, the game will, however, continue to be functional through at least December 31st, 2024. I have a, a Friday the 13th game behind me that is 35 years old that I could put into a Nintendo and play right now. And this is not even a, a digital only thing. They sold, they sold the disc. So I bought, I bought your Friday the 13th game. And by the way, you know what I, what I think is interesting or I, what I, the question I have, okay? The question I have is, um, did they say this on the front? Did, did they say this on the copy of the game you bought? Like you bought the game and was there a sticker on it that said this game will self-destruct in three years? No, they don't say that. And you know what? If it's buried somewhere in the toss, right? If it's buried somewhere in the toss, okay, which it usually is, I think that, you know, there should be some consumer protection on that. You don't get to just take the game back when your license expires. You have to give him my money back then. Don't you think? So they, they, you know, they're taking the games back. They're taking the, the, uh, the movies back that again, people bought. People paid for these games. There should be some consumer protection for that. You don't get to just, oh, I'm going to take your, your game's going to, you know, then you have to say, well, then you should have to say, just like on a pack of cigarettes, there should be a warning that says this game will only work for three years. 
Please give us $70. This game will only work for three years. Have a nice day. They don't tell you that. They don't go, they don't tell you the truth. They, but they, when they make the game, they know that they, when they make the game, they know that there is a license required that will expire, but they don't tell the consumer when they buy it. And it is true. I saw someone in chat say, this isn't new. Um, yeah, I definitely. Cold brew gift box. Yeah. We had the cold brews in the gift box, but they take up so much room that people can't put a lot of items in it then. Like if they know that there's a, a expiry date on their on their product, then they have to tell you that. They should have to tell you that. They tell they say that on food, right? And I know that like always online DRM has been a thing, but this is not that. This is the company saying, ah, we don't want to pay to, we don't want to keep paying Warner Brothers anymore for the license. So you don't get your product anymore, but we're going to keep the money you gave us. Anything that requires the internet is, is uh, not going to last. And that's true. That's true for like, you know, that's why I'm, I lean so heavily into the retro market. King of Biltong. Good afternoon from Anton's of Roanoke. Free shipping on your Biltong using code THEQ on landedbiltong.com and antonusa.com. Give our Biltong a go as a healthy snack food alternative. I'll tell you what, I used your Biltong Wagyu on a pizza on Saturday and tweeted it out. People said it was an abomination. I don't care. It was delicious. So here's a fun interaction. A TikToker or, I don't know, a YouTuber... They do YouTube, they do TikTok, they do both, okay? Um, they, they thought that it would be cool, neat idea to go into this immigrant's pizza store and try to epically own him over misgendering a, a, somebody who looks clearly male. You guys look like a girl. So do I look like a girl? By the way, this douchebag set a camera up to do this. This person set a camera up in the corner so he could film his interaction with this person. Uh, Jonathan, those uh, to those saying license agreement, they don't cover everything. A company can't just put anything in it and be protected. Ask any lawyer. That's correct. 100% correct. You don't? Do I look like a boy or a girl? The biggest abomination here, other than what these shorts or whatever the hell this in a babushka or whatever they're wearing, they're drinking Gatorade with a straw. Who the hell does that? Am? Me. I think you're a boy. No, I'm a girl. I think you're a boy, he said. Nah, I'm a girl. Okay. Okay. What do you think you look like? Sorry. No. Just ugly. Okay. Then he calls him, he calls the guy ugly. You want to help me out with this nice pizza? Here, you could actually have my pizza. Do you like those? Yes. He's so mean I'm not eating his pizza, so you should have it. Oh, yeah? Fuck him. You enjoy your pizza. Thank you. Bye. 
Look at him, he's so mean. He's not leaving. And by the way, this this individual here very clearly does not speak English. Do I look like a boy or girl? He's telling me I'm a man. Come on. It doesn't take rocket science. Ha! <laughs> the guy said you look like a man, by the way. He said you kind of look like a man. He thinks it's funny. Right? It doesn't take rocket science to figure it out. Thank you. Enjoy your pizza. Bye. Bye. I'm just telling you. you Enjoy your pizza. You don't work there, you lunatic. Let's be more respectful. He, he can't kick him out because he doesn't understand what the hell he's saying, I think. I, I think that I, I genuinely believe that this individual does not know what he's what this guy's saying. Um, that he doesn't speak a lot of English. Yeah, you're a girl. So, yeah, you're, you're a girl, okay. To be ignorant and rude. I am not good at this. He smiles and says, I'm not good at English. This person has no idea what this, what this uh, asshole is saying. And by the way, that's who this person, that's what this individual is. It's not, it's not whether you're a man or a woman. It's you're an asshole. That's, that's what this individual is. An asshole. I don't buy that for a minute. <laughs> I think you speak English just fine, my love. Because you understood every other sentence we had. Yeah, when you said pepperoni pizza, please, he knew that's what he knew what pepperoni pizza was. You're mad because he knew what pepperoni pizza was, but he doesn't know what your gender identity is. Great. Okay, bye. By the way, the, the, the chat, everybody in the chat is saying like, cringe, you're doing too much. Leave the guy alone. He just said, how's the pizza? I would never eat your pizza in a million years. You're so rude. How are you going to tell me I'm a man in a purse and long hair and nails? You can't figure that out for yourself. Fucking asking, well, what are your pronouns? What do you think my fucking pronouns are? Take a fucking guess. Ass slash hole. Some dude like left some war-torn country over here just trying to sell $2 a slice pizza at what appears to be the middle of the night. And some asshole comes in and does this. Hey, Jeremy, this is why I was pissed when I went to buy The Sims 4 in 2015 at GameStop. I wanted a physical copy. He charged me $49.99 and handed me a code. Yeah, right. You know what's... Yeah, big agree. And you know what's also... Yeah, I... The first... You know one of the first times it happened when I went to the store and I bought... A, it was a PlayStation game, I'm pretty sure. And the thing felt... It came in a case, you know? And then, like... uh I opened the case and there was just a sticker in there with a code. I was like, oh, I don't, why did I even come? Why did I even leave my house? Why did I, what's the point? Why did I even leave my house? You're very clearly a biological man that's trying desperately to look like a woman. Now I'll say this, at least it's not like one of these interactions, like uh, the it's ma it's ma'am person where like the person is clearly not even trying. Okay. At least this person has their nails done and makeup and whatever. But I mean, you're clearly a boy.
you know. Clearly, clearly a boy. By the way, they also have a video on their channel talking about child porn and sexual assault or sexual whatever. Not surprised. By the way, thanks everyone for tuning in. What a great Monday show. Usually Mondays are a little bit lighter, but uh, there's almost 5,000 of you out there. If you're new, I, sh I stream every single weekday starting at 1 Eastern to about 3 Eastern. I'm really glad that you're here. Uh, if you're new or if you don't have a Rumble account yet, please do create a Rumble account, get involved in chat. I love seeing you all in chat. Even if we like disagree or, you know, whatever the case is, I still want you here every day. And, you know, I appreciate you. Um, and so get involved in chat. And if you haven't yet, click that follow button. If you want to support the show, you can join The Basement, which is right here. There's a button that says The Basement. Click on that. You can join my locals. We do twice a week locals only live streams, which we did. I think we did two last week, at least one last week. Um, and locals only content, it's five bucks. But more importantly, it goes to keeping the show lighter on the ads when I can. It also helps support the team, which is not just me. It's two video editors and a graphic designer. So we have four full-time employees that make this show go. And um, for five bucks a month, you can join and support directly. My goal is to add five new members of the basement right now. If you're in a position to, don't put yourself out. If you're in a position to, please do consider clicking the basement button, supporting, and then you can join the members chat, which is also going on right now in locals. And I'll link that. So if you're in a position, please do consider joining the basement. Order my gift box. My girlfriend's going to be so happy. Nice. Yeah. That's the other thing you can do. You can go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, build yourself a gift box. Promo code best gift will save 10%. I'm not kidding. We sell it every year. I know people probably think I'm just trying to sell it. We do. We have two pre-built gift boxes as well as an option to customize build one. It's literally the perfect gift for anyone if they like coffee, you've got a million options, but we also we also have 15 organic teas, four real cacao cocos, including our peppermint hot cocoa, which sells out every year. Premium snacks, peppermint. Uh, we've got peppermint bark, chocolate-covered espresso beans, kettle corn, chocolate. I mean, you can build the perfect gift box over at coffeebrandcoffee.com. Promo code best gift. Save today. It'd be great. It'll be great when we can build locals up enough. And then just we just have locals and coffee chat. Okay, let's see here. We've got we got lots more to talk about. Ugh, bought some s'mores and I was sold. It was sold out a few days after. Yeah, I mean we sell a lot of stuff. People think like we don't sell it. There's there's 73 people on the website right now. You know, like they they uh they it stuff goes fast. Jeremy, we all know that 
only pizza the thing consumes is of the cheese variety. If you can, ah, oh, okay, I get you, I get you. Okay. Here's a here's a fun topic to talk about. It's the it's the battle of culture, right? We talk about on this channel or in the daily live streams all the time. You know, Disney sucks. Warner Brothers sucks. They're pushing propaganda. They're doing this, that, and the other thing. Well, one thing I've always had to commend or wanted to commend Daily Wire on is their commitment to creating, you know, original content. It doesn't, you don't have to absolutely love every individual thing that they do, but they're out there creating it. They're out there adding to the culture, whether it's their movies with like Gina Carano or their most recent one, Lady Ballers. Um, or it's their, um, bent key app with the, with the, uh, the cartoons, the morning, Saturday morning cartoons. It's all great. What I always find interesting or funny really is how critics absolutely refuse to review any of their movies, whether it's what is a woman or, you know, it's, um, terror on the prairie or there's just no critics want to touch it because they, they just, they're just so, they're definitely not biased at all, right? They're definitely not biased losers at all. They're definitely not uh, uh, um, hacks at all, you know, because an actual movie reviewer would probably want to review a popular movie. I've got to let Ruby out. She's whining. Hold on. I got to let the dogs out. Who let the dogs out? Wow. I'm back, Alonzo. The uh, she just heard my wife come home, so she was all excited. She does this thing where like she gets like super excited, so it's not even like a bark. It's just like she gets like really okay. Now, where was I? So when you look at, you know, Lady Ballers, for example, a 97% audience review score. By the way, over 2,500 verified reviews. I mean, I was going to, for example, this weekend, I was thinking about venturing out and seeing the movie Silent Night. Um, just because I like the concept. It looked pretty cool. Um, I like the actor. Um, this movie, now sadly, uh, over the weekend... Like up until Saturday or Sunday, there were no audience reviews. So I was like, ah, I'll wait. Cause you know, it's expensive to go to the movies. You know, like you could make the argument that you don't have to get the, the, the popcorn and the soda. I get it, but I do. If I'm going to the movies, I'm getting popcorn. Okay. I, uh, so, you know, it's like $50 for my wife and I to go and get popcorn and drinks. So it's gotta be like, um, it's gotta be a good movie. And so I was waiting and waiting for audience scores to come in. Finally, they do. But just as I'm going somewhere with this, this is a Hollywood movie release. 
It has only 100 verified reviews. The Daily Wires movie has 2,500 reviews. Now, 81 different critics, 81 different critics reviewed this movie and two critics removed it, reviewed this movie. And I know one of them is going to be Christian Toto. I just know it. Let's click reviews. Christian Toto. Knew it. And then here's Roger Moore of Movie Nation saying, a groaning 110 minutes of agenda in search of a laugh. I think it's pretty telling, don't you? I think it's, it's pretty telling that a movie reviewer would whine about an agenda-driven movie when literally every movie these people slob the knob of is pushing an agenda. They only call it an agenda when they don't agree with it. It's only an agenda, right? It's only an agenda because it's right-wing boomer comedy. Now, I thought about doing like a standard, like in-depth movie review of this movie, but I'm not very good at movie reviews. And the other thing is when I, how do I say this? Like when I do a movie review or when I'm thinking about movies, when I'm thinking about if a movie is good or not or whatever the, you know, the case is or whatever, I don't, I don't really care. How do I put this? Like, it's okay if you don't like a movie. As, as long as you like the movie, that's a win. Does that make sense? Like, as long as you enjoyed it, as long as you enjoyed it, that's a win. So when I talk about Lady Ballers, when I watch it, my personal opinion of the comedy, I mean, there are definitely some laughs. There are definitely some laughs. And... It costs me nothing to watch because I'm already a Daily Wire uh, Plus or Premium subscriber, okay? So it costs me nothing to watch. Um, I got a few laughs out of it. It was it was nice. It was funny to see, you know, Matt Walsh as like the cuckold guy or whatever. Um, but like, you know, if I had paid 15 or $50 to see that in the movie theater, I would have given it probably a four out of 10. Uh, I know that might annoy you and might bother people that, you know, but here's why, because every movie review is colored by your own personal experience. I lived through the 2000 era of that comedy. I saw every one of those comedies, you know, the American pies, the can't hardly waits, the happy Gilmore's, the, all this stuff, right? I, I've seen them all. So a lot of the jokes and the, the, the comedy, it was like very obvious, like what they were going for. I, I think four is probably like, ah, four is too harsh. I'm probably giving it maybe a five or a six. Okay. Especially if you, if you grade on a scale for like what it is, you know? Um, and especially if you look at, Hey, it cost me nothing. I got some laughs out of it. I got to support like, you know, alternative production of, um, you know, how, you know, movies, it might even take it up like a weighted average, a weighted score of the movie might be like, might be a six or a seven. If you take all of that into account, but if I had paid $50 to go to this movie with my wife, I would have been like, eh, but that's not what's important. 
I have no problem reviewing it. I have no problem like, um, you know, talking about it, promoting it. I've done, I think, two videos on it, and I think people should watch it if they're paying for Daily. Would I pay for Daily Wire just for Lady Ballers? No. Would I pay for Daily Wire to get access to the other five or six movies they have plus the kids stuff? Yeah, I still think Daily Wire subscription is a good use of money. But the activists are extremely mad. Lady Ballers activists not laughing at gender-bending comedy about trans athletes. The conservative pundits at the Daily Wire predicted that their first feature-length comedy, Lady Ballers, would trigger the left, and they weren't wrong. Trans advocates sounded the alarm at the film's release approach, accusing the movie of seeking to mock trans women and girls who are fighting for the right to participate in sports as their gender. Well, it is not a right as a biological man to compete against biological women. That's not a right. That is, of course, is the point of Lady Ballers, the story of a has-been men's basketball coach who convinces the players of his former high school championship team to identify as female so they can dominate multiple women's sports. Jeremy Boring, who directed the movie and stars as a coach, dedicated the film to women who have trained their entire lives only to be beaten at their sport by a man who couldn't win at his. That's a great line. Also, big agree. I talked about earlier, um, and maybe, I don't know if you've seen the standalone video by now, but our current administration is trying to rewrite Title IX, which uh, protects women in women's sports. Um, they're trying to rewrite it so that colleges cannot bar biological men from forcing their way into biological women's locker rooms. It's a bizarre thing to, to see our government focusing on uh, in between sending all of our money over to Ukraine or Israel or letting an invasion come over our southern borders or have literal maps of poo for cities over in the great state of California. The only thing happening in our culture more absurd and hilarious than men calling themselves women and dominating women's sports is that the speak truth to power set on the left not only won't make fun of it, they won't even acknowledge it's a joke, Mr. Boring said in a press conference. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You can see Lady Baller film gets hundreds of positive reviews despite LGBTQ backlash. The thing is, the thing that the Daily Wire understood with this film, okay, understands with their product is it doesn't have to be a 10 out of 10. Um, it's just people want to just, I mean, look at Godzilla Zero. People love that movie. Guess what? It's not political. Uh, Fast and Furious movies make how much? $800, $900 million automatically now. Guess what? People know going into it that's going to be a fun ride. It's just a popcorn movie. That's a popcorn movie is a category of movies that uh, people just enjoy, and you don't have to explain it. You tell me, hey, I liked, um, you know, here we go, Paul Blart. I think Paul Blart Mall Cop is a funny movie. I know it's a three or four out of ten as a movie critic, but I don't care. I'll get a bucket, a bucket of popcorn, bucket of beaks anytime I want. Sit down, watch that movie, and I'm going to laugh. Christmas Vacation. Although that is actually kind of just good. But, like, there's lots of movies like that. They used to call them summer action films. 
But you see, you know, Lady Ballers laugh out loud comedy about men who play on women's sports teams. Is it on the nose? Yeah. Is it low-hanging fruit? Yeah. Doesn't mean it's not funny. Doesn't mean you can't enjoy it. And I think it's pretty hilarious that, like, not a single critic. I mean, Christian, I like Christian Toto, but he's also tied in with Daily Wire. So, of course, he was going to review that. But only one critic reviewed it and managed to give it a one. I just love their meltdown. I love that the hypocrisy that, you know, they're trying to whine about it being, uh, try to whine about it pushing an agenda when that's all they want out of everything else. They want agendas for everything. That low-hanging fruit, pun intended. You know, and and every time, and and I think Matt Walsh, I think Fandango actually blocked Matt Walsh. Rotten Tomatoes doesn't like us leaving positive reviews of Lady Ballers, it's, so it's resorted to preventing us from submitting due to a quote technical glitch. So they so they shut down the reviews. The movie actually got review brigaded by angry LGBTQ people early on with a bunch of ones before the movie was even out. I don't think we'll see Paul Tassie from Forbes writing about how angry LGBTQ activists uh, review brigaded a Daily Wire movie, though. So I'm happy for the, their success. I'm happy uh, for the team over at Daily Wire. I'm, I'm, I'm proud that they're you know creating content, not just critiquing it. Uh, that's something, you know, I understand. You know, that is a very viable complaint about people like me who create this content right? All you do is complain. You don't create anything. I think that that's a very, re very reasonable critique uh, of even what I do, right? So I'm glad they're out there doing it. And uh, I'm glad the, the, uh, the critics are coping and seething. <coughs> I've got another story for you. I've got uh, my uh, Night at the Museum saga. Wait, N-I-G-T. Yeah, Night at the Museum saga. I think I've only seen one of those. I didn't think it was like, I thought it was fine. By the way, shout out to everyone. What a great show on a Monday. We're really cranking along. If you're enjoying the show and you're just watching, create that Rumble account, get involved in chat. If you're new today in chat, say hi. You know, I'm really proud. I really pride myself on having a, a fun chat. Um, you know, where people can, you know, make friends and, and, you know, talk to each other and hang out and enjoy and stuff like that. Also, um, each day, my goal for the rest of the year will be to add five new members of the basement. The basement gets Ben Northman, first time from Quebec. Hey, thank you. Um, the basement is my locals. It's a members-only group where you get direct access to me and you participate with other viewers. I saw people exchanging recipes, all this kind of stuff. There's a live chat going on. And then one to two times a week, you get exclusive content, whether that's a live stream or a, a dedicated video. And uh, your support for the price of a cup of coffee goes absolute miles. If you're in the position to, please do consider clicking that ba the basement button and then support. It's five bucks a month or you get two months free if you do it annual. I know it's kind of a 
you know, a rough time of year for that. So I understand if you're not in the, in the spot for it, I would never uh, keep my content from you in exchange for money. But I will add extra value. I will make myself available to people in the basement if you join. Darth Jomo, you are not new. I know you've been around. See, here's the other thing. Here's one thing that you generally won't see with other live streamers. I read the chat. I always read the chat. And you don't have to rumble rant to get my attention. I try to read the chat uh, for everybody all the time. You know, so um, you don't have to pay me money to interact. Jeremy, not new, but I do watch you on occasion. Just only watch so much even time. Problem already in Mug Club. Rakela and Russell Brand. Yeah, those are all great investments for your time too. What's going on, everyone? I've got an absolute banger of a story for you. There is, apparently, I have found that left-wing media, in particular, like the Daily Beast, have been obsessing over what they are calling the Folgers incest commercial. Now, did you think I was going to say those words together today? I didn't. But here we are because it is the clown world. Of course it is. So let's take a little look. The infamous Folgers incest Christmas commercial is back. I, 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 I know that you heard me read that. Leave a like on the video wherever you're watching. If you are sure that you heard that correctly. That's right. The infamous Folgers incest Christmas commercial is back. You know, I know Folgers is, uh, you know, out there trying to uh, get your money for Christmas through what is clearly a very bizarre way. Here's what my company, Coffee Brand Coffee, won't do. Any of that. If you're looking for a Christmas idea, it's already the it's already December 5th. Christmas is only 20 days away, and most shipping cutoffs are only two weeks away. Coffee Brand Coffee's gift boxes sell out every single year. Promo code BESTGIFT will save you 10%. We've got two different pre-built options, as well as our customizable option, which is what about 60% of people do. Even if they don't drink coffee, we've got 15 organic teas. We've got four real cacao cocos. We've got 20 different premium candy snacks like peppermint bark, yogurt, pretzels, kettle corn. You can put together the perfect gift box for any friend, family, or coworker. Nice and easy. It comes all pre-wrapped. You don't even have to. It comes in a beautiful box. It's wrapped up nice on the inside. You don't even have to wrap it. Done. Knock off a few people off your Christmas list using promo code BESTGIFT before we sell out. Link in the description. 
as well as you could just go to coffeebrandcoffee.com and find it pretty easy. It's my favorite time of year. I love the coziness of Christmas. I love that desire to indulge and celebrate. I even love the tinges of melancholy that creep in to the merriment. It makes the season more dynamic and human. Most of all, I love the incest. You're not familiar with the last holiday tradition? Allow me to explain. One of my absolute favorite parts of every year is when the Folgers coffee commercial, quote, coming home resurfaces on social media. I've seen it countless times. I watch it each time when it comes across my timeline. Shocking. And each one of those times, I'm still rendered speechless, flabbergasted, and stunned by what I have watched. If you're unfamiliar, Coming Home has been airing since 2009 and ran for three years before being preserved on YouTube as Internet Legend. Now, I'm not going to let them... We're going to take a look at it, okay? Every left-wing media outlet loves this, art, loves this ad for some reason. The oral history of the infamous Folgers incest ad confirms that we, not Folgers, are the real perverts. Shocking. Shocking. Let's take a look. This is from 2009. This is a brother and a sister. I must have the wrong house. Sister. <laughs> oh, I missed you so much. They waited up all night for you, you know. It's a long way from West Africa. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what? I waited up for you all night. It's a long way from West Africa. Okay. I'm not sure I see any of what they're referring to, but there's still 30 seconds left. Real coffee. Real coffee. He's here. Okay, this must be mom and dad waking up. From far away. <laughs> really? Oh. What are you doing? You're my present this year. What? <laughs> Why is it? I don't get it. Is it is it because of this longing stare? <laughs> what are you doing? You're my present this year. Right there. Is it that? Is it that? I think. I, I I guess what? I I I mean it's a little weird. Like brothers and sisters generally don't uh <laughs> It just isn't Christmas until I see these two siblings gaze seductively into each other's eyes. Can we talk about the fact that this man came from West Africa, one of the most well-known coffee producers on the planet, and somehow considers Folgers to be, quote, real coffee? It's the after. It's Is it the after? It's the after part?
Okay, this is the extended cut. Okay. Hold on. This has got to be a joke, right? <laughs> what are you doing? Here are my present this year. Okay. What the? See? I smelled it. He's back. Ryan, you have to leave. What? What are you guys talking <laughs> about? What's going on here? We know you're trying to each other. What? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh that, so that's the parody, I guess. Um, it was very, very smooth, and they look pretty, pretty close. Pretty close. I, I, you know, I would put it this way. The left's like, uh, the left's like, uh, obsession with everybody. Like, if you look at this, the commercial starts with an attractive man being dropped off at a suburban house for the holidays after a presumably long time being away in, we later learn, West Africa. He smells a Folgers coffee brewing and pours a cup then hands his sister a wrapped gift. She grins and pulls the bow off, placing it on his chest. You're my present, she says, smiling at him with a tinge of naughtiness. He grins back flirtatiously. You at home scream in horror. Are these siblings about to frick? It is baffling that no one at Folgers caught on to the palpable eroticism of the commercial and the bizarre chemistry, bedroom chemistry between the actors. What? What? I think there's, you know, the thing is, this is why you're all gross, okay? There's a little known fact in the commercial was based on the late scriptwriter's real experience missing his son, who at one time worked overseas with the Peace Corps. I really connected with the writer. Doug Pippen recalled the commercial as the director. Um, he was one of those kids that outwardly curmudgeonly guys, uh, but really at his heart was very sweet. It was all very innocent. Obviously, <laughs> what's happened since is it's been real, something that nobody ever imagined. And our client's so wholesome. Uh, okay, fine. We guess we're the bad guys all along. Um, yeah, this is what shipper, like shipper technology, shipper, uh, like, you know, shipping culture gets. It's right here. It's this look. I get it. Like, wait, I think she bites her lip a little bit. Wait, right there. No, wait. Yeah. Wait, no, this one? Wait. Here my present this year. It's just a little like I get it. I'm not like such a curmudgeon that I won't allow for humor and like I think some people said that this character is supposed to only be five years old. Like, so like that's probably part of it. You see, this commercial makes so much sense when you find out the sister character was written to be like a five year old. My favorite part is when she so explicitly states her role in the commercial to the audience. Sister, sister, I am the sister. We are related to each other. 
GQ did an article about this commercial, some of the highlights. The commercial was inspired by a respected writer who had a son out of the country in the Peace Corps coming home from Christmas, no daughter. The casting director was told to find a non-union talent, so neither had previous experience. The sister is in the commercials with a doctor, a daughter of Jeffrey Combs, a frequent actor on many Star Trek series. She's mostly divorced her time to Broadway, blah, blah, blah. The brother... Even after they filmed it, everyone involved saw they only saw a sweet and sincere family moment, not incest. The internet just blew it up. The age gap between them is 11 years. The actress looks older and was initially targeted 13-year-olds. She was 19 when this was filmed and won the role over 200 other actresses. Yeah, I think this is just people's brain rot. I think this is just people's like coomer brain. Is that is do I say that right? Coomer brain? That's, that's what this really seems like to me. Like, people just ruin everything with this stuff. I don't think there's anything wrong with this commercial. The only thing wrong with it would be buying folders instead of delicious coffeebrandcoffee.com. I'm telling you, there's only like another week or so to make sure you get everything on time. I bought locally from Amazon. Things are already taking a week um, to get here. So make sure you get your Christmas list done. Coffeebrandcoffee.com, promo code BESTGIFT, save 10%. On those gift boxes, get it before we sell out. Yeah, Coombrain. Yeah, I mean, I get like the joke. I get the joke, but I guess if you watch too much incest porn, that's probably what you think. Right? I think that's a big part of it. You have a bunch of people that watch too much damn pornography and, uh, and then they think everything's porn. Did you guys see that uh, Juicy Sommelier uh, is going back to prison? Going back to prison. Gonna get pounded in the booty hole. Well, I think that he's actually into that. But uh, yeah, Juicy Sommelier is going back to prison. Gonna Gonna eat a lot of... He's going to go on back to prison and eat a lot of peaches, I guess. 150 days in prison. Christmas in the clink. That's right. Yep, get that ham wallet, the prison wallet filled up. Maybe he'll learn how to make some sweet spreads. Yeah. Got another story for you. Big tech, as we've seen, has been collapsing in on itself over the past year or so because most of these gigantic, um, super huge mega corporations like Facebook, Google, Instagram, which is part of Facebook, and now Spotify, we're just getting fat off all of us US and, uh, well, really Western customers Due to the lockdowns. If you look back at even, for example, Disney Plus, it reached like an all-time high for usership, and the stock was at an all-time high when we were all locked down. It, I, I always say it was awfully convenient that Disney Plus launched like the same week that the entire world locked down. It's almost like Disney knew. Now, I'm not saying they knew. I'm just saying it was political people like Obama or... um. Uh, Meghan Markle, 
that grifter from the UK that I don't know. I don't know who the heck cares about Meghan Markle. Never heard of her. I mean, don't care what she has to say. She's some like zealous actress. But for some reason, pretty, pretty, for, for some, for some reason, all these companies are now collapsing and having massive firing, massive firings. We saw earlier this year, um, you know, Facebook laying off something like 14,000 employees, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, layoff back in October of 2023, Facebook had a massive layoff. We've seen layoffs at Google. Facebook laid off 10,000 jobs this year and also closed 5,000 job openings. So a switch of 15,000 people. Now, Spotify will be slashing 17% of its workforce. That's like 1,500 people in the second round of cuts this year. I think the third, I think it might be the third round, if I remember correctly. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe Joe Rogan should come over to Rumble. Uh, sorry, in, after a series of high-profile investments, including Joe Rogan, call her daddy, and Harry and Meghan, costing more than $300 million. Spotify has become the latest tech giant to announce major layoffs with the streaming giant CEO, Daniel Ek, announcing that 1,500 staff are being cut due to growth slowing dramatically following years of heavy investment in podcasting. Are we seeing the end of the, the podcast craze that's difficult to say. I don't know if we could say that, you know, unequivocally. Podcasts are still very, very popular. But what we do know is that a lot of these companies were way over investing in them. There was that ad agency, I forget exactly what they were called, that like owed Theo Vaughn hundreds of thousands of dollars. And uh, what's that gringo poppy guy? They owed him all sorts of money because they were throwing out all these minimum guarantees and then nobody watched. You look at a lot of these shows, they're utter just brain rot garbage. The $20 million, I think it was 20 or $30 million they paid for Call Her Daddy could not have possibly paid off. It just couldn't have. He writes, I recognize this will impact a number of individuals who have made valuable contributions to be blunt, many smart, talented, hardworking people will be fired. According to the Financial Times, Spotify execs have been trying to cut costs since the company's expensive push into podcasting, which tried investors' patience. Since 2018, the company spent over $300 million securing rights to podcasts by creators such as Joe Rogan and Bill Simmons, not to mention the infamous deal Spotify struck with Harry and Meghan in 2020 for $20 million. And they never even produce an episode. They never, they never really even produce an episode. I think maybe they did one. $20 million to hear Meghan Markle talk about how the only reason everyone gives a damn about her is because the, that balding ginger guy is slinging it to her every once in a while. Is that, that's the only interesting thing Meghan Markle has to talk about is uh, that ginger guy's hairline um, and, and like that's maybe about it. 
In July, Harry and Meghan announced that they had parted way from Spotify after they signed a $20 million exclusive deal. The ending came of the deal just a year after the debut of the show, Archetypes, Archetypes, which boasted Serena Williams as the first guest. Spotify's head of podcast, Bill Simmons, who sold his ring, Ringer network to the company in 2020 for $200 million, blasted Harry and Meghan, calling them grifters for walking away in the deal. I wish I had been involved in the Meghan and Harry leave Spotify negotiation, the effing grifters. That's the podcast. I would have launched with them. I have to get drunk one night and tell the story of the Zoom I had with Harry to try and tell him um, help with the podcast idea. It's one of my best stories. F them, the grifters. In January, Spotify said that it would be combining podcast networks with Paracast and Gimlet to its Spotify Studios operation. Other major investments saw the company buy podcasts such as the Joe Rogan Experience, which created controversy as many artists such as Neil Young demanded their music be removed from the platform because Joe Rogan thought for himself. Daniel Eck was forced into a defensive mode when the video emerged of Rogan repeatedly using the N-word. The CEO said in a message to staff that Rogan's racist language was incredibly hurtful and that the host was behind the removal of dozens of episodes of the Joe Rogan experience. I remember when Joe Rogan said, you know, people, I think Joe Rogan is you know, definitely a net positive. Right? He's definitely a net positive, especially when it comes to like sanity. You know, I don't necessarily agree with every little thing he says and does, but, it, you know, he's generally a net positive. Um, I think that, you know, he hid behind all those episodes getting removed. You know, he acted like, oh, Spotify's not going to censor me, but, you know, we're not going to bring over, you know, I think it was something like 40 or 50 episodes, all controversial figures. You know, Sargon of Akkad, Milo Yiannopoulos, Alex Jones, Gavin McInnes, all these people their episodes were not brought to Spotify. I actually, it's my prediction that Joe Rogan will likely leave Spotify. I think it's been limiting for him. I don't think his show is growing nearly as fast as it would have grown if it were on YouTube. Um, it's just true. Uh, I, I think that, you know, if you're like me, you know, when he moved over there, I'm like, I'm not getting a Spotify account. So I just don't watch Joe Rogan anymore. I used to watch all the, um, I used to watch all the, uh, you know, the clips and sometimes the full episodes, if it was somebody I really cared about, like maybe Elon or something like that when they're on YouTube, but I did no interest in downloading Spotify and signing up to Spotify. I know a lot of people obviously did, but I just didn't. And I think that it, it probably has slowed his growth because I never see his clips on YouTube anymore. YouTube has been aggressively pushing into the podcast scene, so I could absolutely see YouTube make a play to try and bring Rumble in or uh, bring Rogan in. Rumble famously offered Joe Rogan a $200 million deal to come to Rumble. I think that would be, I mean, an incredible boom for the platform. I don't think he will, um, but maybe. You know, one thing I can say is that Rumble won't make Joe Rogan delete episodes. Rumble wouldn't, you know, be censoring what kind of guests he have on. Obviously, as somebody who streams to Rumble Monday through Friday at 1 Eastern, you should definitely follow, go to rumble.com, follow the quartering, at least tune into my live show. Um, it's different than my, you know, it's different than my standalone videos. But as somebody who, you know, has tied their boat or tied their, you know, anchored them, not anchored, that's a negative term, but has like hitched their wagon to Rumble, I think that would be absolutely amazing. I don't think that's ever going to happen, but you never know.
In the third quarter, the company swung to a profit aided by price hikes. <laughs> That's what everyone's doing right now. You know, um, you have Disney Plus, Netflix, Hulu. Everybody's raising their prices. And by the way, at a time when people have never had less expendable income. I mean, well, no, that's not true. But, um, you know, it's been very tight recently, you know. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And so you can only keep raising prices so often. You can only keep this strategy so often. You see, by most metrics, we've been more productive but less efficient. We need to be both. I realize that for many, a reduction of this size will feel surprisingly large given the positive earnings report and our performance. We debated making smaller reductions through 2024 and 2025. Hey, they're doing what I recommend. Cut once, cut deep. And, you know, these companies, what happens is they get huge and they turn into these adult daycares. I mean, Elon famously let go of, what, 70% of the staff? Like 70% of the staff that uh 70 percent of the staff that twitter had and like for the most part twitter hasn't changed these companies all um you know all brought in all these like woke weirdos and all this stuff and by the way i'm telling you that's who got fired that's who got canned they didn't you think they fired the engineers no you think they fired the audio people no do you think they fired the people that manage their website or their APIs or their business relationships? No, they fired the woke weirdos that, uh, you know, were boycotting their own company. That's who got fired. Like there, there's no question in my mind. That's who got canned. So, you know what? Good riddance to bad rubbish. I always knew these people were going to go and, and I'm telling you their cuts are going to keep coming. YouTube's going to cut. Um, you know, all these big tech firms that got fat over the last five years suddenly have to lay off all these people. When you talk about Facebook firing 15,000 people, it's absolutely insane. This has been a, essentially a, a woke backfire of hiring these woke idiots. Who the hell wants to listen to Meghan Markle? Not me. So there's your Spotify news. Uh, yeah, that was an ATV. All right, well, there was a lot going on today, and there's even a couple topics I missed. If you're one of the 5,000 people out there right now, I'll be live again in 22 hours. And before you leave, just two quick reminders. Head on over to coffeebrandcoffee.com. Get your Christmas gift boxes right now. Promo code BESTGIFT. Get your gift box. Handle that. And have the, um, We have a goal. I'd like to see if we can find five people to join the, to support the channel right now, we've had two signups, so we need three more. It's five bucks a month. You get direct access to me. You can talk, you know, I, I hang out in there where it's a private group, but you also support us and the work we do directly. It's five bucks a month. You can click this, join the basement button right here, or just the basement join and continue the conversation with everybody in chat over on locals. So if you want to ha you know, have a, a spot to kick it with everybody when the show's not on or in downtimes, that's where you do it, is in locals. And so I have it set to the lowest price, I think, five bucks. And um, I hope that you'll join because I would love to see more people get in there. It really, really goes a long way. Uh, Ricky says, Chris needs to offer Rogan 
and Carlson, massive stock options to join Rumble at like 75 million each at $5 a share and 25 mil down. I mean, that would be great. I mean, if you can imagine Tucker and Rogan coming to, to local or to Rumble, that would be great. We'll be back live again uh, tomorrow in 22 hours. We've got, I missed, look at all these topics I didn't even get to today. Um, so tomorrow we're going to continue that also with all the, the all new latest news too. So thanks everyone for tuning in. I freaking love you. And um, we'll see you tomorrow in 22 hours. Um.